He probably passed gas more eating that type of shit, though. <laughs> shit. Nah. I'm about as gassy as I've always been. What's that? They call it flautus. Flautus. Sophisticated of way of saying you farted. Hey. <laughs> East Eye. What it do? We back in the building. Cigar Talk Podcast. You having a good weekend, man? Yes, I am. I had, was able to get some rest today. Where are you? Uh, tomorrow will be pretty busy. Okay. I'll probably be working on my petition. Uh-oh. M- medical marijuana. I might be doing a little work on that. How's that coming? That's going to be interesting. That's going to be really interesting. Medical marijuana. Yes. I feel like we so far we behind are. The, the ball on that shit, man. I got people in you know California and different parts of the country that have been essentially, this has been an industry for them yeah. for a number of years. So like I feel like we've been... We're behind. Colorado is just so organized. Mm-hmm. Whereas you could be staying at the hotel. Yeah. And you ask them for recommendations. Like... Where can I go? And they will give you recommendations like the medicine man or yeah. herbal healing, herbal healing. Herbal he- healing. Herbal healing. A herbal healing for your soul. For your soul yeah. and your psychology as exactly. well. Man, it's a fucking plant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so like the end of the day for me, what frustrates me, man, is that like there's so many of our people that have been lost in incarceration. Incarceration and in the systems, you know what I'm saying? And now all of a sudden it's going to be legal. And now you got overnight multi-millionaires, you know what I'm saying? And, and the whole industry that, you know, is being supported. So, like, put You're aside. supposed to be giving them some type of clemency. I had heard about that. So this shouldn't be a myth. Like, it should be, yeah. like, we sh- there should be a day. There should be a national day where we're going to release anybody that's ever been incarcerated based on an industry now that it, that's essentially legal like we should celebrate the fact that oh okay i'm glad we finally seen the light but like we gotta we gotta crack them sales we gotta crack them doors open for all those you know brothers and sisters that have been you know disenfranchised and locked and locked up for non-violent the economy, offenses. Though, if they let them all well out. we got plenty of things that could potentially mess the economy up that's going on beyond this particular thing but i agree i agree you know and you know we talked about a little bit on our our first episode and it's sad but recidivism so many exactly so many uh people are locked up behind marijuana yep. i mean and now it's gonna be legal and as you said it's going to be millions and millions of dollars and colorado is just so organized where they just i mean it's it's like what you're supposed to be doing right i mean you go you can go to a hotel like i was saying before and you ask the receptionist or the the clerk, mm-hmm. and they will tell you, give you recommendations. They will drive you there. You right. go. It's an industry. Go inside. They'll it's wait on you. There's jobs. There's you know economic impact. <laughs> and you get back in the impact. car. They take you back to your hotel room. And it's yeah. like a smorgasbord of everything you can imagine. Yeah, man. I I wish you luck on your. Uh, but canvassing. Missouri is just so. Uh, it's we'll judgmental. It is. It's taboo. And, and then it's like people. They don't change their opinions. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, some, I can't say that. Right. They don't change their opinions, but. There's a lot of education that needs to happen. Right. You know, period. And I, and I feel like. But we it would take get... money from the prescription drugs. 
from the, from that whole See, industry. Yep. And that's what they really don't want. Definitely don't. Definitely don't. Well, listen. Hey, man, we back. We you know what I mean? We got it through with the pilot episode. We got good news because of the fact that, you know, we thought there was going to be a, a longer process for our approval for iTunes and, and SoundCloud and Google Play and all that, man. But now we got great we are, feedback and we, we are getting and we up there. We got a channel up there, the Cigar Talk Podcast. Making Your boy it Cobain and East Staff in the building. We're going to go to a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. Get into this episode. Peace. What's up, world? This is Cigar Talk Podcast coming at you live here in Kansas City, Heart of America, January 20th, 2018, sitting here with your boy Cobain and me, myself, East Staff. Sitting up here looking at this. Uh, yeah, man, we're back. Little item that you have. I do, I do. I have a good looking item in my hand. You know what I got? I got the cigar of the year, I believe 2008, the La Fleur D. Las Antilles, and it's a bad boy. Nicaraguan, medium-built cigar. Um, it's sun-grown, and it's the box press version of that. So, from my father, who, you know, they do a great job, obviously. Been around for a long time. Another one of my favorites they make is the uh, Don Pepin. Very peppery. Mm. Get a lot of white pepper, and uh, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's one of those kind of very uh sophisticated you know very well matured tobacco and uh you know the nicaraguan flavor sometimes it can get you know intense sometimes and uh because it's kind of a full body um but this is they were really smooth and um uh i'm pairing it up with some kentucky bourbon basil hayden's yeah yeah it's uh you know, one of my go-tos. Now, where is that? Uh, have Kentucky. you? Uh, it's full Kentucky. Have yeah. you had the uh, t- anything from uh, Rigers here in Kansas City? What? I was just going to say. So, so is it Rigers or Rigers? I never know how to pronounce it. I just know it's spelled uh, R E I. Yeah, Rigers, 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 Rigers. I think. I think. I think I heard it. They got a bar or something right downtown. Yeah, it's right there. It's so, on yeah. the streetcar line. It's comparable to this Basil Basil Hayden. Okay. It's a you know same around the same price. Um, I think Rigers might be a 46%. Okay. Um, and this is a 40%. Rigers yeah. has been around for a long time. No stuff? Yeah, you know, I have actually seen an article mm-hmm. where uh, Felix Payne, our man Felix Payne, was actually, Felix he Payne. got caught with some illegal liquor. This is during the era of Bootleg. prohibition. Yep. And <clears throat> they didn't enforce it here in Kansas City, but mm-hmm. he got caught with some. Riger's whiskey, and so it was that's actually in the newspaper. Well, that's not dope for, at that time, but, but it's but dope he probably, So Felix Payne, I mean, he he probably bailed out, you know, within the hour, you know. Yeah. I always think of that scene like one of my favorite movies is, um, you know, Harlem Nights. He right? was Felix Payne was kidnapped here in Kansas City. Was he? Yes, and he dropped him off in the West Bottoms. Uh, butt naked and in the cold. Strip a nigga naked and robbed him. Damn, that's fucked up. And his house was firebombed at one point in time. That's because he was a boss, man. And yeah. you know, did numbers. they figure out the numbers game? Did they figure out who was who, who was behind, who behind that? that? I don't know. It might have been some black Republicans. I don't know. 
Damn. Felix Payne was a Democrat back then. Blacks were Republicans, Republicans. for the most part. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but he was one of the early Democrats, and so was Leon Jordan's father. He was an okay. early Democrat. Okay. Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, I'm just lit this um, Lafleur Delos and Tillis up, and the first third of it, man, is like. You you know you're smoking a serious cigar. So does I, I it change? I know why it does a little bit for me. Now everybody's palate's a little different, but for me it does it does have a little shift, kind of like of a, a third or a fourth of the way through. Uh huh. It it just I don't know. I, I mean because of the box press, the way that it kind of you know materializes and the aroma of it, it's just a good, really really good stick. I know why it was Cigar of the Year way back then. So, And it's paired with the and I got this Kentucky bourbon. bourbon. Kentucky bourbon. You know what? Why not? Saturday night. It's Saturday, right? And, uh, you know, it's the weekend. It's a lot going on kickback. in Kansas City. It's a kick, it's kickback mode. When and, is you the know, NBA All-Star game coming up? Um, That's in February usually. And that's pretty exciting. They had players picking teams. I don't know. We got to pull that up so that we can see if they got the rosters out. But... I'm excited about that. I know my son, he's he's a huge NBA fan. He's excited about it. You know, I went to the NBA All-Star game when it was in Las Vegas. Did you? 2007. That was an yeah. awesome experience. Yeah. I don't think Vegas will ever do that again. Cigar Talk Podcast. You're back with your boy, Cobain. Coming in live. East Staff, baby. East Staff in the building. Smoking a La Flora, Delos, and Tillis from my father. One of their uh, championship cigars. Uh, paired it up with a nice, nice bourbon, and we got some things to get into. You know, we talked a little bit about you know the fact that we got through our initial pilot show. Right, some, across pretty good. Had, I think so. I think so. A, we got some good. It's a feedback. little learning curve, but we are doing a lot. it. We Not are making a little, it happen. A lot. You know, you have your profession, and you. You have everything that you have going on. I have my professional thing, things that I have going on. Mm-hmm. And but we came together, and you know, I think you know, for first, it was long as fuck though. My brother told me like, bro, I had that shit on from like, like it was long. We didn't mean, we didn't mean for it to be that long. We had a lot to cover. Right, we did. We had a lot to cover, but and that you know, like I said, <laughs> that was just our first go wrong. So I, I'm, a, I'm proud of. It. How do you think it came across? I think it came across pretty good, actually. You yeah, know, it was our first that. time. Yeah, and we covered a lot of areas and everything. So we just had we're here to have a good time. We're here to enlighten. We're we would be doing kick so some facts. for the record. We would be doing this shit regardless. Anyway, this is what right? we do. This is what I do. Right. So I mean, you know, I talk and and I listen. Yeah, usually. I was actually okay. So I'm on the board of the uh, Jackson County Historical Society, mm-hmm. and we've we have possession of this uh, photograph collection. The yep. Wilburn Collection. Okay. And so uh, they had some of the photographs for display. Mm-hmm. And they had one, an old picture of the plaza. Now, you may find this kind of corny, but I found it kind of interesting. Okay. Uh, it was a picture, like, during Halloween, they had a witch that was uh, there. Yeah. And she was telling everybody's fortune for free. And, really? Uh-huh. And I just thought it was interesting, and they, uh, I can pull the picture up now. Yeah. But that this was in weird. 1919 here. Okay, let me it. check it out. Look at this shit. Okay, so Plaza the, Witch. The Plaza Witch. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Now, you know, I, during and they didn't period, run her off the block. No, she was there. She 
they that wanted was her to set up shop. Yeah, this is October 24th around 1919. In the plaza. Country Club Plaza. Wow. See, the Country Club Plaza is the uh, first retail shopping district accessible by automobile JC in Nichols. the nation. Our boy J.C. Nichols. Right. Um, during the last episode as well. So. And you also know that the plaza was modeled after uh, Moore Spain. Yep. And the Moors were black. Black men and women. And they ruled culture, for over 700 years. Bringing, you know, all of the things that come along with the culture, bringing all that to the light and sharing it with Everybody. the Spaniards, right? Yeah, while the rest of Europe was in, in the mud. Mm-hmm. You I know, heard these stories. It sounded like... In Spain, they were enlightened with bathhouses and mm-hmm. colleges, universities. Yeah. Advanced systems of agriculture. Yeah. Irrigation, mathematics. They were geniuses. They were actually, you know, they showed them how to bathe. Brush now, that's serious. You, you, know. you owe me for eternity if I show you how to wash your ass. Like, I shouldn't yeah. have to fight for justice and rights right. and freedom and then I showed you how to wash your ass you should be forever indebted to me that's just how I see it. right no disrespect but I'm just saying like let's just keep it gangster 700 years of basically giving you enlightenment sharing yeah. harmony with the universe and the, the world and so that is a uh, very interesting you know Shakespeare portrayed Othello as Did a moor as okay. a black moor okay he was portrayed by Paul Roberson yeah but did Damn. you hear about what they did in Westport? They uh, privatized Westport. They uh, the sidewalks, right? Yes. The sidewalks in Westport, and that's that's legitimate now. That's law. Yeah. So what's that gonna look like? You know, I have my, I have my concerns about that. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when we start, like, what's next? You know what I'm saying? Right. You privatize the sidewalk, okay? And then we're gonna privatize the street. Now we're gonna privatize the intersections within I mean it's just like you know where will it end and I you know I don't know it's don't always know. been a party district but it is you know it has been yeah for a long time well, we used to yeah. go down there years and years ago back in the early 90s mm-hmm. they had yeah. this uh, club called the Harris House Harris House all right we're gonna hear more about the Harris House and other things we got to deal with Talk Cigar about. Talk podcast Cigar Talk podcast Live from the Cigar Lounge, Kansas City, Missouri. I am your boy, Cobain. East Staff, East Stafford, Coach Light in the house. That's my neighborhood. Coach Light. You always be proud of Coach Light. I mean, we just, you know, I guess we've always had neighborhood pride here in Kansas City. We do. I got a few neighborhoods that I rep, depending on where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) I did. We moved a lot. It was transient, you know what I'm saying? I grew up on, you know, in the 50s. You know, grandmother lived in the 50s. My mom, you know, her first... Property was in the 50s. We moved down up north. I moved around a lot, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I still have my affiliations from all my neighborhoods. But, you know, that's our story. And, you know, Kansas City's story is much like every other story in America. I agree. I mean, we're an advertised city right here in the middle of America. Yep, we are. People call it Baby London. That's a whole I've never deal. heard that one. You ain't now, heard where did that? that come from? Well, that kind of comes Baby from. Baby London? Yeah. No, London's yeah. London feels kind of bourgeoisie. I know that we have a strong, you know, African presence yeah, in London's, London. It has been for London's a long time. London's kind of like but... an anything goes type of thing, you mm-hmm. know, and it's like uh, if you was to look at scripture like Babylon. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like a parody. Babylon fell in the Bible, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of fuck shit going on in Babylon. Is London going to fall or is America going to fall? 
know. I hope not. I hope it don't fall on my on, on my me, shoe. Huh? Or on my <laughs> Yeah. Fall if you want, just don't step on my shoe. But Martin Luther King, when he was talking about integration in one mm -hmm. of his speeches, he said he felt like he was integrating his people into, into a, a burning, burning house. house. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. I remember uh, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, Minister Farrakhan, during, uh, I think this was the State of the Black of America, mm -hmm. State of the Union, some the, the shit type of Smiley used to do. Right. And he gave his remarks, and he, like, as part of his remarks, he, he, he quoted that. He included that. that. He included that, you know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I mean, it's a scary thought, but I'm, I just... I don't know. I don't know if it's this new, this new 2018 energy or whatever that I'm on, or, mm -hmm. or that you know all the experiences in my life have culminated me to the point where I've, I'm more optimistic than I've ever feel been. Too, you feel like 2018 is gonna be a big year? Not just just permanently like going forward because right. I'm more in the present. I'm, I'm dealing more with things in the present. I'm, I'm rejecting negative energy. I'm just trying to float and flow a I little bit say, differently. Man. I will say there's a lot of big things going on here in Kansas City. They like, are. I was just they driving are. downtown last night. I'm like, man, our downtown is the bomb. Popping. I was down there for uh, yeah. dinner um, Thursday. I went to Bristol on Thursday. Oh, wow. Restaurant week is going on in Kansas City right now, too. Have you, you been out and about on the town? I know you... I had uh, some seasons. What's it called? Uh, seasons fifty five. Yes, I had okay. some that was Plaza. pretty good. Yes. Yeah, good yeah. spot. Awesome potatoes. Yeah, I'm I'm looking for all these vegan spots now, man. I'm still on my journey. I'm still fighting the the steak and the dairy demons out here. Have man. you been to uh, the Blue Now? Blue Now Cafe. I have not. I heard it's a, a spot yeah. I need to check. Ethiopian I've food. been I've been at I've been like Urban Cafe. I've been. I've been like switching up, you know what I mean, different places, different items. I mean, I try, I'm, the way I move is sometimes it's difficult and people are like, you need to, you definitely need to be an expert when it comes to meal prep and shit like that. But, you know, I'm going to get there. You know what I'm saying? It's like an overnight Meal prep is journey. vital, man, and it helps I, you organize your day too. It does, but I got to get home like at a reasonable time. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, and take like, care of everything. Yeah, I do. And, you know, I don't, I don't pull no punches. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm out here. You know, living life, getting it in. What's up, bro? Uh, and so, you know, that's basically what, you know, that's basically kind of what time it is for me. But I'm, I'm happy. Like I say all that to say, I'm, I'm happy, and I, and I want everybody to be happy. I mean, it's a lot going on. There's a lot of reasons why, you know, you could be down and you could feel a certain right. kind of way. But why not? Why not? No, you have lift to count your, your head blessings. Up, your chin up. Always. Count your blessings. Find something that you know, be whether positive. it's through your children, whether it's yeah. through your work. You know, whether it's through what you, where you see yourself in the next five years or right. ten years, you know, find some reason to just celebrate life and uh, get out here and go get it. You know what I'm saying? As a man thinketh, so is he. You so like you hitting us with these scriptures. We're gonna get more scriptures from Minister East Staff here in a little bit. We're gonna go to a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Cigar Talk out. Podcast. Cigar Talk Podcast coming at you live here in Kansas City, heart of America. USA. USA? Hey, so USA. the All-Star Games. USA, NBA. What's up with the NBA, man? Oh, man, the NBA is what really... Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the NBA, it, it drives the America. Cavs, the, Cavs are, the Cavs are not looking like the Cavs that we thought well, we would see. Well, they're in third place. That's but, not uh, good. Not, Isaiah, well, um, Isaiah Thomas is back. So. IT. What did you think? Did you hear about the shit? So, like, I guess... Uh, the Celtics wanted to like recognize him, okay, and 
because you know he was with Boston. He got got traded, traded kind of unceremoniously traded to Cleveland. Okay. And uh, Paul Pierce, who's one of my, you know, one of the reasons why I actually like the Celtics after uh, he's a top Celtic of all time. I don't Paul. know about that. Paul Pierce? No, no, no. You've got name six Celtics. Larry, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Who else? Uh, Bill Russell. Bill Russell. I mean, shit. Like you can. I don't have like. I'm just really shocked that you would think he's top. You said top the top. Of no the Celtics. No Cel- sir. No sir. I mean, who I, else? And I and I fuck with Paul Pierce. I really do. But I, I mean, don't I'd think have to put him up there with Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale. The he was better than Cedric was, Maxwell. Yeah. Paul Pierce was dope. He was. So we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to figure out how you calculated that, but but the point I was trying to make was the he was pissed off because it um, they were gonna they were gonna celebrate it, mm-hmm. but it was gonna be the same day that they were gonna retire his jersey or do some shit. I don't even fucking remember. I'm losing my mind. But, but anyway, uh, he was like, I don't want to be recognized on the same day as it. You okay. know what I'm saying? It was like this big thing and shit. But you know, some people were like, Nah, man, that's kind of. You know, that's some did weak Jalen shit. Rose make a comment about it? He did. Okay. Jalen Rose was like, you know, that's some weak shit or some shit like that. And, you know, I don't know. So what? You, what but you then uh, Pop Pierce brought the fact that Kobe dropped eighty one <laughs> on him. On oh, on Jalen Rose. Rose, he kind of yeah. spun it so back they around. So being petty on, and shit. Yeah, I like. I actually like they show. I like this yeah. show. I think they gotta have something to talk Barkley, about. Sometimes Barkley and Shaq and them could be corny as fuck, but you, I, I like them all. I just feel like. You know, that was just one of the things where I didn't expect to see that that side of Paul Pierce. You know, he's he's legendary and he's been around for a while doing his thing. And I was just kind of shocked and surprised that he put you know, a lot of made, work in for the Celtics. Though. Yeah, yeah. So we got the All Star Game coming up in February. You know, all these it's be in New Orleans, New Orleans, which is weird. So the story, do you know the story of why the, it's in New Orleans versus in uh, North Carolina, uh, Charlotte? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was a bill that was passed. Where, like, discrimination has something to do with yep. uh, the yep. bathrooms and stuff like Tra- that. Transgender or yeah, different, people being yeah, able to pick yeah. what bathroom they wanted to go in. Yeah. It was a big deal. I can't believe that. Like, without us having a deep dive into that, because we may never return right. that particular subject, the fact that the city of Charlotte was willing to leave that much money, that economic revenue, on the, t- you know, leave it on the table and be like, you know, we, you know, we stand for these principles. And right. so I'd be interested to, to like hear if people are listening to this and that's, podcast. It, that's pretty impressive in itself as far as Charlotte. Yeah, concerned. they stood for, they stood yeah, for they, something. For principles, they, for they something. just didn't they did. sell out. You know, but. So, but at the same time, it's like, hey, you know, shit, this is millions of dollars, millions of dollars. Yeah. You know, you got to think about a lot of the aspects of it beyond the game. I mean, it's a fucking bathroom, man. You know what I mean? That's how I say it. it's the fucking but bathroom. Remember Missouri? University, uh, when they were having all those accounts of racism and you know students, MU. Being, yeah, yeah, at MU and the football players, they stood up. They stood up. They, they were a, a national, global example right. of how you come together. Which makes me think about that was a power. lot. It, it does. It makes me think about a lot of uh, the institutional racism and how you address it and how you know, like this new generation, like there's a new wave of people that are like not standing for certain shit. You right. know what I'm saying? And, they and they're really taking challenge systems. Yeah, and so. I respect that. I yeah, respect that was that. history coming back around and repeating Hell itself. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. So listen, um, we got a lot to get into on this particular episode. So the episode. game happens like around the second week in February. Yep. Yep. And so it should be 
she pretty it should be pretty hype. I mean, I think so too. Is Andrew and, Wiggins gonna make the team? I don't know. I know. I know they're doing a celebrity, like a rapper celebrity game too. Man, a lot of shit. But listen, we gotta take another quick break. We'll be back. Cigar Talk Podcast. We're back. Cigar Talk Podcast. East Staff. Part of America We here. Hey, listen, man. What the fuck is going on in Washington, D.C. right now? You talking about the shutdown? The government is shut down. Right. They can't agree on yeah. DACA, the immigrants. Is that the main issue? Like, I mean, it's just been this non ending fucking piss contest between the, the Democrats and the Republicans and at no to me at no point or turn are we are they thinking about like the actual American people real people like the military for right. example our uh, senior citizens our children it's like how the fuck can y'all not come up with a deal at least long enough to make sure that the government stays funded like i just don't understand this shit and it's like now some services are going to continue okay so okay, it's going to be a lot of things like you're going to continue to get your mail and you know things like that you still well, have I to can file keep your my taxes. motherfucking mail like yeah. all my mail y'all can keep especially the utility fucking um if it's not a check, bills, I don't want it. If it's not a check, keep that shit. So, yeah. you know, we don't, you can bring one of those once a week or, or whenever. Every but, day, really. But. Yeah, yeah, depending on how you move. Well, check on how you every move. day is I just great. take a big one once a week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I take a, a, a large fucking check every week. But beyond that, I mean, like, seriously, like, you know, I, I thought there were, like, medical services that were at risk and armed service, you know, our, our soldiers at risk. For not, you know, getting the supports right. and the services that, and that they need. And it could be that I'm just you know, not aware just, of. It's what, the government what's is shut happen. down. And I'm like, if I'm a foreign ally or even enemy and I'm looking at the United States, I'm like, what the fuck are they doing over there? Like, this is the greatest country in the world. They can't even fucking figure out how to even negotiate with each other. They sh- got to shut their government down. Like, this shit makes us look crazy. You know what I'm saying? As far as and I'm concerned. And it's going to be more to come. Mm, I hope not. I hope we can find a way to get this shit up. But, like, as we speak, like, right now, the government yeah. shut down. At the same time, ironically, this is one year of uh, Mr. 45, Agent Orange. I've heard a lot D-T. of different euphemisms for our president, Donald Trump. And, you know, like I said, he, you know, he can't see his. If you if, if you ever have seen a pair of rose-colored glasses, right? I don't think, I don't think there's a pair of rosier than that man. I mean, he's celebrating popping bottles daily well, he about his in a achievements. different realm than the common man. Shit, he's he's rich. Right. He's so. fucking rich and was you know, he what, what was that one statement? He was like, "I I I my, I got a small loan from my father of 2 million dollars when I first got started <laughs> and um you know, it was hard for me. I had to work my ass off." Right. Listen, um government shutdown at the same time, you have women across the country who Marching. have united. Right. It's a woman united march going on across the country. Which so what I, are they, I like seeing that. Are they acknowledging something? What are they acknowledging? Well, you know, you got the you got the Me Too. You know, I don't know if that's part of the Me Too movement, but they they did. This is year two. Okay. They actually marched. Um, you know, in response to uh, Donald Trump being inaugurated last year. So this is like you know year two, and there were there were 
you know, thousands of women. They showed the demonstrations earlier on the news and shit. So they marched to Donald Trump being inaugurated? I think it was just really just to bring awareness to a lot of issues that right. go on with women. I'm all for that. I'm all for solidarity of any type. Right. No matter what it is that you standing on. Like, for me, I believe the formula for a lot of our own progress mm-hmm. is about solidarity and unity. Right. I think... If you have a movement, something that you believe in, and you've got people that are like-minded, that I think for black people, I think that's probably been our biggest challenge is finding something to unify on. And like, how can we come together? Yeah, I mean, it's, what do we need to do? Like, you know, I made this tweet one time, you know, the oppressor has a 500-year, they have a 500-year advance, or they are up on the scoreboard right. 500 years. And we still in the locker room arguing about what jersey to wear. You know what I'm saying? With each other. What keeps us from uniting with each other? I don't know. That's a good question. We figured that out, man. We'd be on our way to some some real shit. We unified. I'm unified around this good smoke I got right now. We'll be right back. This is the Cigar Talk Podcast. Cigar Talk Podcast. Coming at you live here in the middle of America. We are. We are. Right? Smack dab in the middle of America. Smack dab. So we were talking about... Black people coming together, black mm-hmm. people uniting. We need to do as it. As one. We need to do it. We used to. We used to. We had a culture and a history and a, a legacy of being very unified and in harmony with the universe and the Was world. Was that before and segregation or after segregation? Well before. I'm talking well, probably. not segregation, huh? integration. Was well before? before. It was before integration. Well before. That's a whole nother thing. Which I don't have, you know what? I'm not even going to go there. So I'm not going to go there right now. Here's the thing. Um, all my life, I've grown up here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, blacks in Kansas City, Missouri, and blacks in Kansas City, Kansas, have never, it's always been a rivalry. And so, natural rivalry. Like I we can't say that we never got schools. along. Because we did get along because okay. my mother, her best friend, was from Kansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. We would go over there all the time. Yep. You know, it was nothing. Spent most weekends over there. Yep. But there was still kind of like a natural rivalry. And so when you look at history, like, where did that rivalry come from? Mm-hmm. We're pretty much in similar cities. Right. Only thing that separates us is the river. And so... That river stinks. Yeah. Smells the muddy like mo. shit coming up from the bridge but you back know what? and forth. They're building condos along the river now. Oh, really? Yeah. It's going to be developed. It's, it's interesting that that's the move now because we have, we African-Americans, blacks, we have a history of settlement around that river. area, right? Riverbank area, yeah. obviously. You know, well, you West know, blacks Bottoms. first settled in the uh, here in Kansas City. They settled in the West Bottoms and the east side right. of the West Bottoms, and they helped build the... Hannibal Bridge, which was the first bridge across the Missouri River. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so um, after that bridge, we became the second largest livestock exchange in the nation, second only to Chicago. That's heavy, man. But, you know, and you have blacks that also came here around the 1880s mm-hmm. with Benjamin Papp Singleton. It's called yep. the Black Exodus, and they settled over in Kansas City, Missouri, mm-hmm. uh, near Kansas City, Kansas, and Topeka. You've heard of... Uh, Settlements like Nicodemus, Kansas. Yep. That was uh, also settled by blacks that migrated here. Uh, those blacks actually migrated from Kentucky. But anyway, blacks in Kansas City, Missouri, and blacks in Kansas City, Kansas have never gotten along. Mm-hmm. And so the reason is, is because of segregation. Mm-hmm. Because 
blacks that went to Lincoln High School, and Lincoln was the only school that you could go to in Kansas City, Missouri. If you were black, there was only one school, Lincoln High School and R.T. Coles. Mm-hmm. R.T. Coles, they need to bring R.T. Coles back because at R.T. Coles, they, they had a class where they actually taught you how to build a house. No shit. Yeah, and how to repair shoes, how to do plumbing. We, we need to, if we, even if we don't bring it back, we need to bring how back to those curriculums of, of independence. Manual and trade. And self-determination yeah, and all the things that make you. Everybody doesn't have to go to college. Right. You know? No, there's trades that keep America going. But we had, that, we had that available. We had those opportunities back then. Yeah. And so either you went to R.T. Coles or Lincoln, and mm-hmm. most of the time people went to both. And over in Kansas City, Missouri, over in Kansas City, Kansas, the only school you could go to if you were black was Sumner. So because of segregation, black schools and white schools could not play each other. So black schools could not play Central High School, which is now all black. Used to be all white. All Used to be all white. Mm-hmm. Couldn't play per se. So the only school that they could play on a regular basis was Sumner. So that's where that natural rivalry came yep. from. But there were a lot of people who lived in both Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas. Charlie Parker, for instance, he grew up in, he was born in Kansas City, Kansas. I didn't know that. On Freeman, Bird. Fifth and Freeman. Yardbird. Charlie, Charlie Yardbird Parker. Yardbird. Yeah. Man, we got to get into him. Doctor, we, we, we got to get into him because he's a legend and he's... Um, he's international. He's an international legend, yeah. which is... A huge deal. It's he a huge changed deal. jazz. Yeah. Him and Dizzy Gillespie. You know what? Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's spend some time on Charlie Parker. And uh, let's get to the bottom of it for the, our listeners. And again, thank you all so much for tuning in to the Cigar Talk Podcast. We are so glad you chose to rock with us. We're going to have to take another quick break. We'll be right back after this. KC, stand up. Oh, yeah. What is that? What are we hearing? You know what we're hearing. That's Yardbird right there. Charlie. Parker. Oh, yeah. Live and direct. We at the Cigar Lounge. Everybody We're smoking. knows about Charlie Parker. We're smoking good cigars. We're drinking good bourbon whiskey. My brother's here. What's up, brother? My brother came down here. To, he, Representing that he, KC Chief. He do. He got the same affection I have for the Chiefs, which might uh, also be an ailment teardrops. or a sickness. <laughs> yeah, a lot of teardrops on that pullover you got on, bro. <laughs> hey, listen, you know what, man? We were, um, <clears throat> before the break, we were uh, getting ready to get into Charlie Parker. We talked a little bit about uh, the NBA All-Star game coming up. The NFL playoffs are well under the way. We're getting ready to decide which conferences or which teams are going to represent the conferences in the Super Bowl. Minnesota Vikings and the Philadelphia Eagles, big game tomorrow. And the Patriots and the Jags. And you know what? I can't even honestly still say I have a favorite, man. Out of all these teams left, I could honestly care less who won. Well, for some reason, I would For some reason, I would like to see Philadelphia win. You would? Yeah, I don't know why, though. Oh, okay. Well, you know, our former uh, offensive coordinator, Doug Peterson, is the head coach over there right now, which some people say that's an indictment on uh, Andy Reid, you know, on the fact that, he can't keep good coaches around. I know we have another coach that just recently went over to the Chicago Bears. And, you know, I don't know. So, I don't know. For that reason, that might be interesting to see. I know that the Super Bowl itself is happening in uh, Minneapolis. 
Right. And uh, that'd be great, obviously, for their fan base and for that region. So they may end up going. You know what? So out of all these teams left, you know what? And I'm, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm one of the biggest Patriots haters. Honestly, I wouldn't. It wouldn't matter to me if they even won another. It wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter. It's like I'm ready for their whole dynasty era and their end. era to fucking end. It's like, good. Win this last one, Tom Brady. Ride off into the sunset. Yeah, but with they your say, if they win this year, they shouldn't wrist. win any more after this. How old is Tom Brady? Forty, right? He's four zero. Four zero. Four zero. They said, you know, still in great shape. Man, He's faking like he got a wrist injury or some shit right now. It's like, you know, one of those fake ass Rocky movies where they hurt, you know, pretend right. like they hurt, and all of a sudden he come and be, you know. But again, <clears throat> Patriots fans sometimes annoy the shit out of me. Just like J, uh, KU Jayhawk fans sometimes annoy the shit out of me. There's a certain level of arrogance and there's a discount on the level of cheating. Right. Flat out fucking, we were in the locker room eavesdropping. We deflated the footballs. We uh, fucked with your your technology when it came to you, you know, listening to your plays right. on the sideline. Like, we did all these all these things, but you know what? We don't give a fuck. You know, we got a member here that be like, you know what? Fuck, he's, he's the biggest fucking Patriots dick rider. He like, you know. Uh, if you're not if you're not uh cheating, you ain't trying. You know what I'm saying? It's like, man, I don't want to hear that bullshit. Oh, you know a, what I'm saying? That's, that's a bad attitude. It, it's the real. It's reality. Yeah, it's, it's the reality. Good, not a good example for I our mean, young people. Who gives a fuck about the examples for our young people? We want this trophy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is. That's the attitude. That's the spirit and energy that goes into cost. it. So, you know, at the end of the day, if they win it, good. Be done. So this should be an asterisk. I mean, if that's the case, why make a big deal over still? I said the same shit. I said the same shit. Get, have y'all championships, but put a little asterisk by it. And whether the asterisk matters or not, at least we know there and was some acknowledgement of the fact that y'all cheated. And people exactly, like that. but the rules are sometimes different. You know what? I don't care what nobody say. Barry Bonds was a bad baseball player. He was. I give him his props. He changed the game. He hit a home run. Every other time at the plate, like, it's some crazy shit. But, you know, Josh Gibson had 80 home runs. Right, which is unreal. Legendary. You know what I'm saying? So, we may have to, we're going to have to come back to Charlie Parker. We will. You know, and hey, we, you know what? Have you seen this shit, bro? Have you seen this, this shit going around the internet? They got these adult fucking sex dolls. Have you seen this shit? Yeah, I just uh, seen uh, it. Hold on. I got to pull this shit up. Hold on. It's, it's some crazy shit, bro. Like, seriously. This shit right here. These ain't blow-up dolls. Look at this shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you're going to say is, yeah. You know what? This shit's crazy. Cigar yeah. Talk, we'll be right back. Cigar Talk Podcast. We back. We back. You know what, man? Back in the heartland. Good they said Jazz grew up here in Kansas City. Grew up here. But he was born in New Orleans. Born in New Orleans. Grew up here. There was also only one hospital uh-huh. for blacks at one point in time in Kansas City, Missouri and Kansas City, Kansas. And that was Douglas Hospital. Douglas after Frederick Douglass, I'm, I'm assuming. Well, there was also a uh, Reverend Calvin Douglas at Western University. Okay. Could have been named after him. Okay. But... One of the first doctors was Dr. Solomon H. Thompson. Okay. And he gave birth to Charlie Parker. When I say gave birth, that doesn't sound right. When he brought Charlie Parker into the world, okay. he was Charlie Parker's doctor. No shit. That took him out of his mother's womb. That's a close relationship. Yeah. 
Charlie Parker was born in 1920. Yardbird. And by the time he was born, Kansas City was already popping. Popping. It was yeah. already a jazz town. And they had just passed the Volstead Acts, like 1919. Uh huh. Might have been 1917, but that was that prohibited the sale or the manufacturing of liquor. And that's during the era that is prohibition. Mm -hmm. It was during that era. And but it was introduced by the Volstead Acts. But here in Kansas City it wasn't enforced. And so Kansas City was wide open, very permissive atmosphere back then. You had all kinds of taverns, you had brothels, and you had gambling dens. You know, people gambled. So yeah, this was did. like a miniature Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And the clubs never shut down. So musicians got a lot of work in. Yeah. Here in the area. And there were like sort of like fifty nightclubs just on twelfth street. And I this couldn't is even imagine Charlie that, Parker bro. Was born. So for the listeners, Kansas City, you know, very densely populated in certain areas right. and then it, you know, expensive. But twelfth street is one of those areas that does that's twelfth street was where I mean, the original jazz district yeah, started. Yeah. And so over in Kansas City, Kansas, they enforced prohibition. Drinking was illegal. in Kansas. You go to jail. Yes. So Kansas everybody City, Missouri, came over to Kansas City, Missouri, from there you Kansas go. to drink. And so 12th Street. So there was some was some hating ass police in Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. But in Kansas City, Missouri, turned the, looked they, the they, other way. They looked the other way because they were paid, bought and paid for. Yeah, they looked the other way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Lazia, Johnny Lazia, he had control of the police department. Yep. And he pretty much was the crime lord here in Kansas City. So, you know, whatever he said went. Mm -hmm. And he was connected to Pendergast. Right. And so this is a wide open, very permissive atmosphere. And there are a lot of drugs here in yep. Kansas City as well. And what so kind like, of drugs? Like, we ain't talk. We talking about, like, Coke. We talking about... Right on, bro. Appreciate it. My little brother just so, hooked me up with uh, a little bit... Another little sip of this... Heroin. This basil Hayton. I'm taking down this history lesson with the with the homie E staff doing it with uh, the Lafleur, D La, and Tillis from my father, and All the way from Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yeah, and I've got a uh, Kentucky bourbon from Basil Hayden. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. Yeah, but so it was pretty much by the time Charlie Parker came Thank you. to prominence, uh, and he dropped out of school at the age of fifteen to pursue music. Fifteen. Fifteen. Damn. Yeah. You so on the streets. Yeah, he didn't. And these streets ain't ain't nice. He didn't make it to the new Lincoln High School. Damn. So the Lincoln High School that's there now, he dropped out that year. No shit. At 15. So they built it the year that he was supposed he to go. Dropped, yeah. Wow. That he dropped out. Now, could you you imagine Lincoln being any different if he was actually a, like an alumni? I well, mean, Lincoln's well, obviously a great year. school. Okay, I got you. He went okay. there for one year. That was when Lincoln was on 19th and Tracy, though. Got you. But the uh, new building that we know. Was That's built in 1935. 1935. Gotcha. Gotcha. Awesome. And my grandfather was actually a good friend of Charlie Parker. Really? Yeah, his name is Sterling Bryant. Okay. And <clears throat> Charlie Parker grew, well, he was born on 5th and Freeman in Kansas City, Kansas. Then mm -hmm. he moved over to uh, Kansas City, Missouri. <clears throat> wow. And he went to Penn School, which was located in Westport, near where the Embassy Suites is now. Okay. That's where Embassy Suites on the Plaza, that's where Penn School was. Okay, man, that's serious. 
and so is this uh, Basil Hayden's I'm on. So what were you telling, saying about uh, Charlie Parker? You said Lincoln High School, right? Yeah, well, Lincoln High School, was he was there for like one year. Mm -hmm. But they had an awesome band and music program there mm -hmm. at Lincoln High School. Uh, one of the best. In Clark Smith, mm -hmm. who also taught at Western University and at Sumner High School. He taught at Lincoln High School, and he trained Benny Moten. And when okay. Benny Moten died in 1935, Count Basie took over his band, the Kansas City Sound, all across the world. But Charlie Parker, down at the Club Reno, uh, where Count Basie was playing, Charlie Parker got up to perform, and Joe Jones, who was known as KC Joe Jones, he was a drummer, mm -hmm. uh, he threw the gong out on Charlie Parker. Like, you remember the gong show? Yeah. You know, back then they would throw a cymbal out if you sucked. That's fucked up. So he threw the gong out or the... Uh, How old was Charlie Parker? He was about 15 then. He was a 15-year-old in the club? Yeah. Performing? And who was this? What's the guy's name? Joe Jones. Joe Jones. Sound like a hating-ass dude. No, nah, but Joe Jones was a bad drummer. Oh, uh, yeah? He was a drummer for Count Basie's band. Okay. Joe Jones was one of the best drummers ever. He was in Count Basie's band, but... You know, Charlie Parker, he, at the time, he was 15 years old, so he was coming with a totally different style. He was probably coming with some mumble rap Something when there were some OGs was in there, or the older, you know, and he similar to that type of shit, right? So whenever you experiment and people hear something for the first time, it sounds kind of strange. Yeah. yeah. And then at 15, you know, he might not have been, you know, all the way comfortable with himself. Mm -hmm. But anyway, when he came back, though... That's when he... He came back and... So, like, how long was he gone when that happened? I mean, after that happened, he just, what, ran off the stage crying or some shit? Or no, like, he went and he practiced... Uh, he just got... Ozarks, he just... What they call woodshedding. So, he would... He actually had a gig in the Ozarks where he was able to go and hone his skills. That's what's he, up. Then he comes back and then he ends up hoboing up to Chicago. And then while in Chicago... Again, we see this migration of... We see this migration, not to cut you off, but we see this migration of Kansas Cityans up north to Chicago during yeah. this time, right? So Arkansas, Louisiana, Kentucky, Kansas City. Well, it was a mass migration to Chicago. To Chicago anyway. Railroad. Yeah, it was industrialized. Yeah, industrialized, yeah, railroad, was, uh, all that shit's happening. From Mississippi. Mississippi, went up Chicago. To Chicago. Yep. Yep. Uh, in the 1930s. And they formed a, it was a town near called Bronzeville, which was. You, saw, you said a little bit about that last episode. So. A lot of uh, well-known, you know, like black legends. People like Louis Armstrong. Yeah. He lived up, Joe Lewis mm -hmm. lived in Bronzeville. And then they had the Jones brothers mm -hmm. up in Chicago. And I think I talked about them, but they controlled the numbers racket in Chicago. And so uh, the, the brother that was pretty much in charge, or his name, they called him the Emperor Ed Jones. Okay. But there was a guy from Kansas City that started the Chicago Bee in uh, Bronzeville, his name was Anthony Overton. Okay. Okay. And so uh, the Chicago B building is still standing. And it's, it's still there. In Bronzeville. In Bronzeville. Yeah. Wow. But he actually had like he's it's standing. Cosmetics. Is it functional or it's just standing? I think it's a library now. Okay, cool. That's good. At least it's commemorated in some some form of fashion. So, That's so good. Charlie Parker went up there, mm -hmm. and then uh, his father his father died, so he came back to Kansas City. Yep. And he also got in, uh, he got he got married too. How old how he old was he around like this 15. time? What the fuck? Fifteen years old. He, yeah, got, he got a got lot married. of shit that went down. Yeah. He get kicked off. He gets 
bonged off in Kansas City by one a well-known drummer, which would probably kill your confidence, right? He goes down to the Ozarks, which I'm guessing is probably not that friendly for young black boys in, you know, in Missouri. Well, they were performing. So whenever you're performing, you kind of get, like, they know you're performing. So you, they leave you alone. They don't fuck with yeah, you. Yeah, they for leave it. you alone, but you can't go to the bathroom at certain places. Well, shit, they, they ain't leaving me alone. I can't take a piss. <laughs> you, you fucking but, with me. You know, if I can't take a piss where I want to take. He a was piss, there to perform. Okay. But anyway, he ends up going to Jay McShan's band. He comes back to Kansas City mm -hmm. and he joins Jay McShan band. Okay. And uh, he was mentored by Buster Smith and also who they call Prof. And uh, he was very innovative. Also, he was a big fan of Lester Young as well. And so, he joined the Jay McShan Band. Okay. And in the Jay McShan Band, they end up going to New York and they replaced the house band at the Savoy. Wow. And, you know, Charlie Parker is. Becomes a man. Yeah. In, in New York. Manhattan, Brooklyn. New York. Yeah, he had a. New York actually City? Had, he was a headliner. He actually had a club in New York. Probably Harlem. Before man. he had in have one in Chicago, yeah. Probably Harlem. No, wow. the Birdland was in Manhattan. Birdland, after him. Yeah, named after him. Yes. That's so dope, man. So, still hadn't touched ba base back down in Kansas City at this point, right? Well, he's well known, but I'm saying he hadn't kind right. of reclaimed the fact that he's so from Kansas he, City. Right. When he was here in Kansas City. Uh, he would come back, you mm -hmm. know, off and on and everything. But in Probably New York, that's when he was basically, family. you know, but he was pretty much earning his stripes in New York. And so became he, galvanized as the legend that we know. He died in New York, and then uh, he came back to Kansas City when he was buried. Okay. Where's and he buried? He was buried at uh, Lincoln Cemetery. Mm. Bruce R. Watkins, well, not Bruce R. Watkins, but the Watkins Brothers Undertaking Company. Long, very long history. Yeah, of they were established around, around 1909. Yeah, so one of the but earliest. But they provided the funeral arrangements and wow. everything. But Charlie Parker was a heroin addict. He was addicted to heroin pretty much at the age of 15. Man, he had a fucked up 15. The year when he turned 15 was a fucked up year for him. Probably helped make who he was as too. We're going to get more into well, he's that. He's like the fourth person inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's dope. We got to take a break, E. Hold on. Okay, that's cool. No, that's Cigar Talk Podcast. You're back with your boy Cobain. E Staff is in the building as always, broadcasting live from the Cigar Lounge. I am well America. into the La Flor de La Antilles from my father and a little bit of Basil Hayden's, my How's brother in the building. Hayden's? couple other members in the building it's good it's um you know like i said it's, it's pretty rich in flavor i mean it's got a lot of i got like caramel i get a lot of i don't know bourbon sometimes can be too sweet for me so i just really like to be kind of careful but it's kentucky straight bourbon whiskey okay. so it's you know it's doing its job and it's going really well with this um my father so i'm i'm enjoying it so we were, we were talking about charlie parker and you know getting the fact he had a you know a very challenging 15 year old life you know, <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying he, he had uh, been through a lot he'd been through a lot he made went to addicts elementary as well christmas addicts uh-huh okay and you know christmas addicts he was the first person to die in the I revolutionary do. war i do brother first yeah. first american to die in the American Revolution, period. And Wayne Minor was the last American to die in World War One. First and the last. Yeah. Wayne Minor was black. Yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Off the chains. Off the chains. That yeah, like Charlie this, Parker. Yeah, yeah, he had a, a 
club. Yeah. In New York City, known as the Birdland, and before he had one here in Kansas City. So there's a saying that familiarity breeds contempt. Yep. Yep. And so you know, people, even Jesus Christ was recognized more so in out of town than he was in his own town. Yeah, they say that the prophets are more recognized yeah. outside of their and Charlie hometown. Parker you know, that you know, reminds me, that, that reminds me of, uh, honestly, Tech Nine. Yeah. Tech Nine is probably the most successful independent, um, we all Rapper know. Rapper in history. Yeah, in the history. But he'll tell you himself, Travis will tell you, you know, they've, I've heard the story many times that he had to go... He was performing in front of 10 and 15 people in different parts of the country, like trying to blow his name on, get it. Right. And, you know, he had to do it outside of the, of the city, right. which is so unfortunate. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, is this a legacy that, that we can find a way to break? Radio you know? could do a better job of promoting their own talent. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I partially agree with that, but at the same time, I feel like, you know, there's so many other mechanisms today. You know, like mm -hmm. with regard to music, music is so complicated and so compartmentalized now. I mean, there's a lot of different pathways you can go for music. I would never say it's one specific thing as a reason, you know, why this, yeah. that, and the other. Again, it goes back, for me at least, to unity. If a hundred people were showing up on the steps of the Carter Broadcasting Group saying, which is a black-owned radio station here in Kansas City, Missouri, the oldest and the only. And I feel like if there was, if you had, say you had a mixtape, you had, you know, 200 people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like at the door saying, right. you gonna play East Ave's mixtape. You know what I'm saying? And we wanna hear East Ave's mixtape. And you, you come in with some quality production and you come in with an attitude of let's partner as opposed to what you're not right. doing, I think, think that attitude is a little different. Yeah. You know, that I'm going to experience you a little different. Again, and I'm not trying to let KPRS or the Carter, Broadca uh, Carter Broadcasting Group off, off hook. a hook of any sort. I'm just saying there's certain ways you go about get If you want shit done, well, well, there's certain ways you go about getting it done. They, they did. Where they showcased local did. talent. Yeah, you I know, mean. I just like to see a lot of that. Yeah, I just, maybe you know. even, I, I don't really listen to KPRS no more. Right. Uh, I'm also listening to 107 because yep. you know I just come Shout from a different. Shout out to the homie Sean Tyler. He's over there. Just come from a different era. Yeah. You know, they just, you know, rap music has changed so much. It's still music. Yeah, it's, it's still music, and then just think about Charlie Parker, for example. Yeah. I mean, he he had to refine. He so had. He some, met, I'm sure he had some raw, natural. He talent. met Dizzy Gillespie at the Musicians Foundation, and they went on to revolutionize jazz. Yeah. And it went yeah. from to the big band era to the bebop yep. so and before and then you know you have hip-hop right before hip-hop it was bebop there you go and so he was Charlie Parker and Dizzy Gillespie they met at the foundation first time okay. like they were introduced by Buddy Anderson Buddy Anderson was a trumpeter and he ended up the mutual musicians foundation celebrating 100 years in 2017 yeah every Friday and Saturday nights they have jam sessions so yeah, we, we back, back at the Cigar it. Talk podcast. So you were talking about the Mutual Musicians Foundation. Yeah, it's every it's located at eighteen twenty three Highland. Yep, here in every Kansas City, Missouri. Friday and Saturday nights they have jam sessions that start off at midnight and go all the way up until six in the morning. Mm -hmm. And that's a tradition because black musicians, when they would play like at the Playmore Ballroom uh -huh. or at the uh, El Torreon, they would play for white audiences. Then after their, their gigs were done with the white audiences, then they would come back 
down to 18th and Vine. And do like an after set yeah. for us. And they would call jam, they were called jam sessions. Jam sessions. Yeah. The original jam sessions. Yeah, and so they would say like this place is jammed to the point where nobody else could get in. Oh, okay. And jam it would start around midnight. That remind me of house parties. Till six in the morning. You know, like not to get off the subject, house parties. I miss house parties. I miss like right. I miss just the natural sort of organic feel of like a get together. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I feel like all the things that we commercialize about the last our culture. Time you've been to a house party? It's been a minute. I'm talking about like so like there were different levels to certain house parties. Yeah. Obviously in my teen years, you know, it was a little ratchet, it was a little sometimes skeptical if you didn't know right. whose hood you was in and you know, shit could go like derailed very quickly. Right. But the ones that were like good house parties were like legendary because, you know, it was it was just like somebody's dark, dim basement somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you had plenty of whatever you wanted in terms of libations. And, you know, it was just a little bit a more like loose and good feeling, you know. But you didn't never worry about people coming through. And, you know, I remember that, going to, when I went to Lincoln University down in the basement, they would have these parties uh, in the foot. Uh huh. And, uh, had a lot of fun back then. It's like things have just changed. They had like so our just, like these kids these days. They wouldn't know what an, a house party experience is. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel like that's a big loss. Like it's it's unfortunate because it was it was cheap, inexpensive, right? You and know, everybody you, had a good time. Everybody had a good time. Everybody everybody left. You and might you have got a number or something. You were good. You you walked out a lot, but you were good. And it was like. Rent parties, like I, I wasn't around obviously for that time, right. but I remember my, my mom and uh, you know other people talking about rent parties and just how we used to get together. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like and make and it just happen. enjoy life and, and celebrate life. And you know it was just it was just a different time. But you know nowadays, you know people just don't. First of all, it's so much distrust. It is a lot that goes back to the unity thing we were talking right. about. Do do we support our own? Our, you know. We, we got examples of how well, Charlie you know Parker what? wouldn't. I can say that, you know, as far as what I do, tours, mm -hmm. my Kansas City Black History Tour is supported by black people here in Kansas City. No um, doubt. Would I like to do more tours? Definitely. But I can't say, I can say. But they're for everybody. Yeah. It's a history. This is American history. Right. And what you specialize in is American history. Through the views and the perspectives and the achievements African of African Americans, which is African -American which is extraordinary, because there's just not enough. Literally, there's not enough of that type of information out there and available and accessible. And that's again why I'm so glad we you know, able I have to a do campaign, this. Teach black kids black history. Period. You know, straight. Period. Three sixty-five. Every day, a not year. just during Black History Month, which you know I that's coming up. I have a up. Facebook page for that. Did you? Uh, and a GoFundMe. Yeah, the GoFundMe is, is serious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to get that back cracking it again. So, um, but no. So listen, we're gonna um, end up closing up our show here shortly. We want to get uh, a little bit more into. Uh, and then we may have a, a list of sponsors maybe in the next couple of. Yeah, you know what? Get with us. Get with yeah. get with East Staff. Get with me. You know, I'm glad iTunes. We iTunes accepted us. Yeah, iTunes accepted us. You know, us, so uh, Google Play and their podcast search. They they accepted us. You can right. search. The Cigar, Cigar Talk, Talk podcast. podcast. You can go yeah, on there and search Facebook it. Page yeah, we got well. the Facebook, we got the Instagram. We're gonna have all that. So listen, we're gonna take another quick break and we're gonna wrap things up. You here with your boy Cobain and East Staff. We're in the here, building live. live from the Cigar Lounge. We'll be Heart right of back. America, baby. Cigar Talk. 
podcast. Back in the building, your boy East Staff and Cobain. Here in KCMO. Let's go. Let's go. So, we've been dealing with a lot, I think. And again, this is something that you can expect when you're riding with your boy Cobain and East Staff. You know, we're trying to bring you a little bit of information that's happening currently. We're going to touch on a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything, but we're going to politics, a little bit of everything. Expect that. Expect for us to try to enlighten you, you know, tingle on that membrane a little bit that enlightens you. And hopefully, uh, you know, you guys will interact with us, engaged. engage with us, like the pages that we have out there in social media world, share uh, the podcast. Again, we out on iTunes now. You can make Kansas City a point of destination. It should be because you Come got the KC Tour Company. Yeah. And you guys, now you you have a lot of different options when it comes to the tours, right? Yeah. So downtown Kansas City, mm-hmm. Streetcar. Streetcar came here around May 6th of 2016. Mm-hmm. Just celebrated a year last year. So I do a River City Mafia tour on the streetcar. Which we. Uh, Members, we members from the cigar lounge, we were able to take advantage of that, and that was a was really dope good. experience. Yeah, and it's just a lot to learn. It's just a, an intriguing story. Mm-hmm. The and, mob was the mob was. And Kansas City's beautiful. It is in a very clean city, and it's a lot of value here in Kansas City. It is. So it you is. can come here and you can have a good time, and not. I mean, you're gonna spend money wherever you go. Yeah, but it ain't gonna we ain't gonna kill your pockets. It's not gonna kill you. Yeah, I mean, it's not gonna kill your pockets. Meal. You're gonna get you're gonna eat good. And the restaurants here are uh, restaurant week is going on right now. And like I said, I mentioned earlier, you know, did Bristol uh I think it was Thursday. Get some I think. Seafood. I didn't I didn't you know, I'm still trying to do this vegan shit, so they, they were able to find a, a vegetable platter for me, but the crew that I was with, you know, they were able to take advantage of a lot of a lot of the uh Right specials that they had and you know that's just one restaurant but there's plenty distilleries people who make their own whiskeys yeah here. we talked about uh Riegler's. um yeah, then there's another one called lifted spirit it's now, um, boulevard beer i was kind of disappointed that they sold out to another Anheuser bush right no i think they're foreign a uh, foreign oh that's right that's right they did yeah but it's still and boulevard Kansas makes City. really good beer they really yeah, they, they do. do they do a good job and then again, there's one in kansas too called uh free state Brewery. Yep. There's yep. breweries all over. A lot so that's of, another thing. Yeah. There's custom beers and micro beers and wineries. We're not taking a lot of losses when it comes to a lot. We getting it we're getting it in on a low, I think. Yes, we and, are. And uh, you know, a lot of time and I kinda like that. I kinda respect that about Kansas City. It's like, you know, obviously we're not uh, a major city like New York or Chicago or anything like that, but I think that in terms of what we have to offer and all of you the, can come here and have a good time. You can have a great time. And eat you some good food. Yeah, when people like when people say, "Man, it's nothing to do here," it's like, "Come on, bro!" I like I took my son to the museum. Oh, y'all went to the my, Nelson, right? We, t- we tried to go to the KC Museum, but I found out that they're doing renovations there yeah. right now, and so they were they Did weren't you know open. Actually was, was somebody's house? The museum. KC Museum. Was it? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was the home of R.A. Long. R.A. He Long. He was a lumber baron, but they uh-huh. were, he was in the lumber. But you heard of Longview College? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Longview College. I think I've seen a picture of him, his family, at some years ago on the Longview farm. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a, you know, it's a lot of them. It was a right. lot of them. I didn't realize that was Longview the same. Lake. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's him? Mm-hmm. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, I, you know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that was... I remember going there. I was, the only reason I tried to even go down there is um, we've done the Nelson, obviously, many times. And then the Nelson, you know, that was uh, William Rock... Rock Hill. Yeah. yeah, William Rock Hill Nelson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, publisher of the Kansas City Star. And so, yeah, no, that's um, there's a lot. the street from the Nelson Art Gallery is this... There's this home. It was the Tennis Mansion. Yeah. And uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt was entertained entertain there. Hey, we back, East Ave. Cigar Talk Podcast. Yeah, we are. Black History 365. Yes, it is. We're coming up upon Black History Month. Yeah, I'm excited, I guess. Well. Black History is every day to me. It's every day. Every day. Every day, without doubt. It's but you Black know, History the, uh, in the YMCA making. The YMCA had a lot to do with Black History Month. Did they? Yeah, Jesse Moreland. The, his, the original history? Mm-hmm. Okay. Carter G. Woodson uh, started Black History Carter Month. Carter G. Woodson, he's a he's an Omega. Is he? I think he's an, uh, one of their founders, I think. I think. So. We don't have we don't have any of the members of the... Uh, you know, Lexington Hughes worked for him at one point in time. Did he? Okay. In New yeah. York. Yeah, man. I mean, that's dope. I didn't, I didn't realize that. YMCA, I, I got a salute to y'all if that's part of it i mean i'm not excited you, about it. it's the shortest month of the year no, the calendar year that's always a kind of a running joke i'm not excited about the fact that you know we have to pay this level of focus and one instead of year-round focus on the achievements of black americans you should tell the whole story yeah i and mean that's everybody's there story. you go that that would resolve it because you know what yeah. without black history there's no american history period point blank and then without american history there's really there's no, no america there's no black American But, you know, history. people can be very selective. But we history way before And our history was not about North no America. damn slavery. Our history was not about no damn chains. No. Our history was not about no damn oppression. We have a long history of, of being kings, queens, and beyond that, we were, in, in my opinion, and from what the research is out there, we were eternal people that were living in harmony with the universe, who loved and who gave back everything to right. society. And and that's, you know, we talked about the Moors earlier. Like, I was it was thinking engraved about in our culture and who we were. I was thinking about York earlier. York. Uh, Lewis and Clark Expedition. Oh, yeah. And then. We got to get, we got to do a whole show on York. And then uh, I'm York. also thinking about the Black Panther as well. Mm-hmm. That movie coming out. Everybody's so excited. You seen the memes? Superhero. You see the memes? How people be like, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna be dressed like." Uh, I see one meme was funny as shit. It, it was a meme of Eddie Murphy's movie Coming to America, King okay. Joffe and like his dad, and you uh-huh. know how he had the uh, lion shit. You know, mm-hmm. like his costume and shit. Well, that's what they wore, and from from Zamunda. And he was like, and, and people got this meme like how I'm showing up at the theater to uh, to see the movie Black Panther. Shit's funny as hell, but oh, it's gonna be dope. It is, man. It is. You know, I wish I was into comics and shit like but that. York was a scout, hunter, and field doctor on the Lewis and Clark expedition. He was everything. And as a, he was one of the only people on the expedition that could swim. Which and, is crazy as fuck. And, Lewis and Lewis and Clark didn't know how to swim, but they called themselves explorers. Yeah, York was the swimmer. That's crazy as fuck. And as a scout, his job was to, as they were coming up to the bank, his job was to jump off the keel boat, swim up to the bank, and if there were Indians there, he would be the first one to greet them. To encounter them? Yeah. To, to greet encounter, them, encounter them, or to like... To come in contact with them, so if there was any type of hostility, he would have to be the one to make that introduction. Whoa. 
But when they first saw York and they seen his black skin or brown skin or dark skin, they thought he was a god. Yeah, he they was. They had been foretold of. <laughs> and so they didn't believe that, that they were actually seeing what they were seeing, so they tried to wash the skin off, the black off. And we all know it's not going to go anywhere, except Hell in no. the case of Sammy Sosa. Or in the case if you piss my mama off and she'll threaten to slap the black off your, off your face. But have you seen you... Sammy Sosa? Sammy Sosa looks like a f- he man. What the fuck happened to that dude? I don't know. That shit Crazy. looks scary. Yeah. That shit looks scary, and that's scary. You know, I've been to the Dominican Republic, man. Yeah. And you know, there's this whole light skin, dark skin mm-hmm. thing there that is so institutionalized and systemically like fucked up. But it's it's sad, man. Like how they treat the Haitians and like the jobs they got, and then regular Dominican lighter. So lighter skin. we are old. Yeah, we owe the Haitians. Oh man, you know, and they definitely not a shithole country. I don't give a right. fuck what nobody but had say. Had it not been for the Haitian slave revolt, yeah, they stood up. Have you seen uh, Tariq Nasheed? We wouldn't uh, have, we wouldn't have been able to have purchased Louisiana. Yeah, exactly, and that that has a lot to do with Missouri too. Hey, we gotta go to another break. You know what? We'll be back. Cigar Talk Podcast. You back with your boy Cobain. East staff. East staff in the building. You know what? It's the uh, word, man. I mean, you know what? I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to figure out what the word is. You know, we got a lot of... Do people lo- want to hear the truth, though? Uh, you know what? I don't think they're going to have a choice after so long. You know what I'm saying? I think it's yeah. time for the tr- for the truth on a regular basis, on a consistent basis. And I have an expectation. You know, even if I'm not getting it, like, necessarily, if, if people want to not necessarily shoot straight you know i have i've developed an energy and a hunger to go find out for myself and i encourage those listening to this podcast or whatever you're doing should you lie to your kids hell no i don't lie to my son i don't lie to my son you lie about santa claus i didn't i touched on this the last episode fuck no fuck santa claus and the easter bunny and who else gets a big fuck you oh no halloween is weird you know, I always attract women that, like, go super crazy on Halloween. For real? Yeah. You know, it's like, low-key is like an opportunity for women to, like, display that real thotty thought side of themselves. You know what I'm saying? And, they do that every day, though. Well, they could, if I was lucky. But, nah, I'm just saying, like, it feels like, I don't know, Halloween is just one of those weird holidays for me. Because I wasn't into horror movies and shit. Like you I, wasn't? No, I didn't. I, I didn't care for them. I, I, I fuck with Jason's and the classic Nightmare on Elm Street. Do you believe in shit. haunted houses? Uh, no. I believe in spirits. So there's this, I believe in spirits you know, that are unsettled. West, down uh, unsettled. The, down in the West Bottoms. Yeah. Across from the uh, KC Livestock Exchange, near mm-hmm. Kipper Arena on Genesee. Yeah. There's this little bar called uh, Grandma's. And so I went in there one day. Got, I looked at the building. And I said, man, that looks like an old building. There was a bar inside the building. This is about two or three years ago. So I said, I'm going in here and you kind of explore a little bit. Yeah. So happened the owner was in there. And so we got to talking. Yeah. And she said, yeah. She said, this, people say this place is haunted. And they say <laughs> in the basement, uh, there's some Hold ghosts on. down there. Hold on. So, like, so that's when I'll be like, Thank you very much, ma'am. You have a great day. Yeah. I'm not this bitch. Um, but it didn't really seem like... You You like, okay, let me pull a chair No, I, it's not like I went downstairs or nothing. Oh, uh, okay. Where, where they said that... So they had these people. Mm-hmm. They're called uh, medium people where they go in and they look for, for ghosts. 
I seen this shit. They yeah. used to have a show. And so they actually went downstairs at this bar. They said that it was this little black boy that was part of the Underground Railroad. He was a runaway slave that was down there. His spirit. His spirit was down there. And she told me, she said, while they were there, she said a spoon went across the bar. What well, the fuck? Yeah, that's what she said. Boy. And maybe she's participating or she's perpetuating. This, maybe this I never don't know. happened. I don't know if you would volunteer that type of information. Like, this is they yeah. trying to make money in business. But, you know, Probably I never was really, warning. I, I never went in there after that. Hell no. Nah. I would have been done mid-sentence. She was like, as soon as she was getting ready to prepare that information for me, I would have been pushing my chair up to the bar and hot telling it to fuck up out of there like immediately yeah. immediately well people some people think that that's sexy fuck that i don't know like like i was saying they like have a ghost tour here in kansas city no i know like you know people that paint their faces like with, yeah. you know what i mean like that shit just i don't know i just i don't know that's just not something i i, I just well, never really a, subscribe that's to like a, that's a whole history maybe like in October, we'll do something on the history. Of yeah, Halloween. I think so. I think I think all of these I holidays think be, be pretty interesting. Yeah, where it comes from Halloween. You just got to be careful of the kind of spirit that it you know kind of invokes because again, I believe in energy like heavily. I believe in the well, type of energy. That, the picture you know? I showed you. Which one? On the plaza. Oh yeah, uh, the uh, the witch. The witch. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a bad spirit. I mean, to me, that's nothing. I wouldn't have went in there. I don't know. I mean, I'm not afraid of any of it. I'm, I'm just saying, afraid, like, it's like, just, what is my intent? Like, I feel like there's nothing out here demonically or satanically or any of that other type of shit that would make me nervous or afraid. Like, I feel like my energy is equal to or better or it can overcome this positive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fuck all that shit. They, they on some negative shit. I'm on some positive shit. This is the Cigar Talk Podcast. Cigar Talk Podcast. We back. It's your boy, Cobain. East we in the building. We're talking about a lot of shit. Ghosts and spooky-ass, haunted-ass restaurants that East Ave just wants to go in and fucking get a grilled cheese sandwich and a, a no, glass of chocolate do. milk. Like, it's nothing. And I'm Would like, fuck that. I, I don't know. Not from a, a, a ghost that's preparing no, this shit. No, ghost is not going to prepare. I mean, well, I know. I'm just saying. Uh, somebody that even fuck with them like that. Like, I'm nah, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm cool on all that shit. But again, I'm not a, I'm not tripping. Uh, again, I'm on some positive frequency, on some positive mm. energy, and I feel like it's uh, nothing that can stop you once you decide. Once it's you not, decide, so you know, you got to be mindful of your thoughts. You do mindful of your environment, mindful of the type of energy that you allow around you, man. And it's nothing but positive energy right now. You know, we uh, we got into a lot. This is our second official episode the original one which i hope y'all got a chance to listen to and it was a lot of rough moments i guess you could say it was well, our first life. go around yeah but uh we're gonna continue to climb the mountain and give Keep you going. uh yeah give you those of you that choose to rival to some information hopefully that you didn't have prior to we're gonna smoke good cigars you know we're gonna give you that flavor that you may not have be able to find on other podcasts related to this this yeah, lane so what we're gonna do is we're not gonna lie to you we're going to give you the real. Yeah, and so we're that's give, the main thing. We're going to give you the a real. real good liar. Nah, fuck lying, though. We grown. I, had, I stopped lying, man. Once I once I made my first payment arrangement to MGE or KCPNL or right. one of the utility companies or I had to fucking come up with rent on my own and my, stomach's, my stomach was uh, touching, man. I stopped lying. 
what the fuck for? I'm gonna shoot you straight. You know what I'm saying? Fuck all that. Now you know. And the truth is more compelling in a lie. There anyway. is. There is. Now, now let me. You know, full disclosure. You know, there's probably been women in my life that wouldn't agree with that statement I just made. As far as you being a truth teller? Exactly. But the prob the difference is that, yeah. like, I t you know, if I care about you, then I might bend the truth just a little bit, yeah. either to get some sleep well, a lot of times, or to get you know, some... Well, a lot of times, you women give you a hard time to tell the truth, so... <laughs> exactly. I don't know if they can really... I mean, people <laughs> say they want the truth, but a lot of times men don't want the truth. Like... Exactly. If I'm going to be with a woman or whatever, I would never say, well, tell me... How many people you've been with? I don't even want to know. You don't want to know that. Hell you really nah. don't want to know the These truth. These scoreboards out here look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. Fucking Will well, Chamberlain Malcolm numbers. Malcolm used to talk about that. He was like, you know, a lot of times it's best not to know. Nah. Best not to ask. Just don't ask questions. you really don't want to know I, the truth. I don't believe in going through phones and I don't believe in like, you know, doing an extraordinarily, you know, extraordinary amount of research mm -hmm. trying to find shit out specifically talking about relationships and shit like that because i just wasn't i just wasn't but you wired know that facebook way. is good facebook gets you fucked off quick kind of you know you can kind of tell a lot about a person you you do some fact checks you do i'm a research oriented yeah, person you do you do oh, oh yeah shit women gonna have a hard problem trying to get one off on you like yeah. I can already tell that, bro. You gonna you gonna deep deep dive like so in fifth well, even grade. Well, my wife, you know, fifth like grade, when me and her you, first met. Yeah. So I went to her Facebook page and was like, <laughs> see who her friends are. <laughs> and then like some of her friends may I not maybe maybe. Uh, you gotta be careful, man. Twice. Don't say so, the wrong shit on what? here and get us off. I told the truth. Like, where the fuck is each staff? No, at? no, no, no. I told the truth. Yeah. And so it counteracted anything that could come up yeah yeah any surprises or anything like yeah. that yeah and another thing i did i told her right when we first started met, meeting mm -hmm. not when we met our first date i was like i don't want to be friends with nobody I have enough friends caught up in the friend zone oh yeah yeah so i'm just the friend zone turned clear. into the end zone yeah quickly have clear intentions yeah i mean i, I agree with that. that's just grown man shit though yeah. you know what i'm saying like fuck all that kid shit playing around like you ready you ready <laughs> if you ain't ready don't don't pretend like you are you know what i mean i've been able to kind of survive you know well i've had my experience i am definitely not gonna go into my relationships situations are past too much on this motherfucker but at yeah. the end of the day you know shit I, I learned a lot from all of the experiences i've had and i've come to the place where it's like man just shoot straight life's too short be happy i right. want to be happy i want people to be happy so you know i don't want to contribute to somebody's detriment when it comes right. to that type i want to be so. uplifting absolutely that's what we are cigar talk podcast we'll be right back we're back About the relationships yeah you know relationships relationships, relationships. We have to talk about these things. These are important. They are. I mean, I don't because know. that's one thing that divides us is the family. The enemy starts with the family. And that's he's coming true. after these kids. They are. But when they can divide the family up, yeah. you know, that's when they can just come in. But a, a community. We had strong families back in the day. It's only as good or as strong as the families that make it up. The, the, family, the, the family unit was super strong back yeah. in the day. That's an understatement. I mean, it just was what it was even if you know there were mistakes here and there you know and i'm not right. saying it's good about it in between but a lot of times you didn't know of, you didn't know pops for example had another family 
somewhere right. on the other side of town into the fucking funeral. You know what I'm saying? Like right. it was like shit. He kept certain things in order. And I'm not again. I'm not saying it's good, bad, or in between. In but face. yeah, but I mean, like I said, we've evolved a little bit. People are kind of understanding things. You got different types of relationships now. Yeah, you got people with open relationships. You got people who are okay with oh different scenarios. Now I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, I'm just saying. This is the reality we right. live in. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not. I'm not the one to judge or say one way is good or the other. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm just coming at it from the perspective of where people have kind of gravitated to, and you know, but you that's know, just you what it is. You're responsible for your household. You are. So you don't make another household unless you can take care of it. Yeah. As a man, you know, you should. If you if you got enough resources to maintain multiple households, then then live your life. The worst thing you want is more children growing up fatherless, right. growing up without direction, growing up motherless, and growing up without direction. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the more we good. can do to be proactive about like and be responsible, being a you know being a unit and having unity, but the better off we are. You know, sex is just promoted so much, and it so is. that's why everybody's is screwed it up, is. and it goes self. all the way back to slavery. Yeah. We were known well, as breeders. And well, then, we were being breeded. And then we were separated right there at the auction block. Again. Our families. Again. You know what would be interesting, to actually, like, if there are studies out there that deal with our psychology mm -hmm. and and the correlation between the, How the we years family the years of of what systemically happened to us as during slavery to the and how that unit. impacts us today yeah, i mean that, i mean that it all plays a it's part huge. it's all baked in the cake i mean because you know we're only i may be four generations from slavery from, yeah yep same here i mean so mm -hmm. on my maternal grandmother's side yeah so my my father same here. So I have a very interesting story. You so, do. You have a, a lots of interesting stories. Yeah, but me a personal. I'm about to get some story. more of this basil Hayden. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so A. L. Stafford was born in 1940. So his. Yep. His father was born. I just received. He just found out. Just received some information on who his father was. The ancestry. Yeah, you know what was funny? Cousin. I seen a meme. I keep going to these fucking memes. There was a meme. I don't. I hate to mm -hmm. cut the story out. There was a meme that said, uh, "Only in America can black people have uh, been kidnapped, brought over here, and mm -hmm. then had to pay ninety nine dollars to Ancestry.com to find out where they were stolen." Yeah, from. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's right. fucked up shit. But hey. But a lot of that history, and you know, we found out that he just died in 1983. But he was raised by Anderson Spencer. Okay. And so that was my grandpa, my papa, or, mm -hmm. or but shout he out lived to, to all be the over pop 100 years old. That's I had another amazing. grandfather, he just lived to be 99 years old. Yeah, they they did their thing. They lived great lives. They lived great lives. They lived, they they saw generations come and come and go. Yeah. You know, before and after them. And I I would love to like it would be so dope, man. Like if like social media is what it is. So like what we put out there in the universe now is like you yeah. know it's probably permanent based on just the way things evolve. Yeah, but it's an awesome thing. Yeah, social media. Is social so media, awesome. like technology, all and that it's shit worldwide. is like you know worldwide. I think that that could potentially keep us around longer, right. but it at least help craft our stories. And you know do what you I'm saying? Capitalize on that. Well, capitalization is what it is. Right. There's a way to do it. If it's not if it's not already being done, there's a way to do it. 
Got to go to another break. We'll be back right after this. The Cigar Talk Live Podcast. Hey, just keep it. We got keep it going. We got a lot going on. Well, that Charlie Parker in the background is just buzzing. Yeah, hey, and we do not own the rights of that background music you hear just for you to so know. So that you know. So that you know. He is from Kansas City. He is Kansas City legend. And I know his grandson, Brian Parker. We got to get him on the show, man. We got yeah, to. He's over in Kansas City, Kansas, right now. You do a lot of shit over in Wanda, bro. You don't wind out a lot. Well, are you not? You're not from Wanda. No, I'm from. I went to Raytown South. No, no, I'm just saying. Like, I don't know. There's nothing wrong with that. No, nah, I'm hating. Wanda actually low key is pretty cool though. I mean, you know. Have you been to Fast Fred's? No, nah, what's that? It's over there off of uh, 18th and Wood. No. Nah. So you can get everything from a Louis Vuitton to a. Uh, it's like the Dapper Don's. Dorito uh, Nacho. Uh, uh, it's Dor- clearly uh, not real Louis Vuitton. <laughs> Well, so that's a hopefully, statement. <laughs> hopefully <laughs> the wrong pe- person's not listening to this shit. They being <laughs> kicked in. They rotting down on a lot of that. Are they? Yeah, that bootleg shit is not. <laughs> it's not happening. Like they like shit. We don't. But you know what? I like supporting like our brands. You know but what I'm saying? Could, like you go there and get a good turkey burger. I could. Yeah. If I, mean, I was. Do you like eating, Kansas? I, I do. I I feel like it's. I see Kansas, Iowa, and Nebraska. In Arkansas, you know, in Missouri, kind of in the same light. Like, I got this kind of global perspective right now mm-hmm. because, you know, I'm doing what I have to do to travel internationally these days. And I want to, like, <clears throat> I want to see this region collectively and collaboratively working together and yeah. bring in, like, economic opportunities and bring in travel experiences. Yeah, we need, we need like, I want to see it like aspect. that. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I feel like we can do that and still have a love and a compassion for your street, your neighborhood, your block. Like, we can get as in micro as you want, mm-hmm. but as macro. Like, the planet is huge. Yeah, The world mm-hmm. is huge. We have so many, and we're all interconnected in some kind of way. What do you think way. about the legends? I don't really fuck with the lady. Like, I went out there before school started, like mm-hmm. school school shopping shit. My son is, you know, he was going through that little skinny jean phase and mm-hmm. shit. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I had to make sure he, which he actually paid for, he pays for a lot of the shit that he wants, which I'm very happy about as a, you know, a single father. Yeah. Or a co-parenting father. Okay. I, I feel like, you know, he's he's learned the value. He, he wants certain shit, and he figures out a way to buy it. You know mm. what I mean? Legally working and doing the right thing. So I'm, I'm definitely proud of him for that. But anyway, that that's the only time. I remember when they first opened, It was a, uh, I was there a lot, you know, mm-hmm. the restaurants and shit, because it was exciting and new. And um, Have you been to the uh, Chateau Avalon? I have not. What is, what is that? It's like, <clears throat> so me and my wife went for our uh, anniversary. How long y'all been married? Uh, five years. Okay, five piece. Yeah. Five piece. And so we went there for Congrats. our anniversary. Thank you. Went there for our anniversary and it's, it's okay. They have like theme rooms. So they have a Egyptian room, a okay. Roman room, or they have a little activity, a adventure room. Okay, that sounds fun. It's cool, but you know, I think, you know, as far as value is concerned, I really uh, look at breakfast. Embassy, like, I go to embassy just for the breakfast. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, it's all you can eat, and it's going to be good and everything. So, you know, here in Kansas City, our hotels, 
Have you been inside inside the uh, President's Hotel? Oh uh, yeah, uh, they got the drum. Is it the drum the room? Drum room? The drum yeah. room, yeah, man. Yeah, Frank Sinatra. Yeah, Dean, that's one of my little Dean spots. Martin. That's one of my little spots. Yeah. Yes, I hit them up, and then I hit. You the know, little... Al Capone's bodyguard got arrested at the President's Hotel. Did he? Yeah. No shit. His yeah, last I... name was Freshetti. Yeah. yeah, no, I, no, I fuck with the uh, President's Hotel. I just like it. You know that nostalgic feel. It gives you that vibe. You know. It gives you that kind of low-key vibe. The drinks are good. I always order a Manhattan or a sidecar. Something, you know, something fly. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, I go in there and have a good time. You know what I'm saying? Like meetings and shit like that or happy hour or whatever. You but know, then on the, uh, downtown. On the River City Mafia tour, we went to that to that speakeasy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. down at the uh, Hotel Phillips. Yep. It used to be the mailroom. Yeah, it used to be the mailroom. You said the Hotel Phillips? Yeah, the Hotel Phillips, that's where um, Truman had his haberdashery, where he sold clothes right inside the Hotel Phillips. It was mm-hmm. called the Glennon Hotel. and Truman, Harry S. Truman. Harry Truman, he was backed by uh, Tom Pendergast. Mm-hmm. The Pendergast machine. Yeah. Going to have to do a show his partner, Oh, definitely. His partner at the haberdashery of the clothing store was Eddie Jacobson. Okay. And, you know, Truman was one of the first presidents, I believe the first president to recognize the state of Israel. As a, yeah, as which a, probably kicked off the uh, yeah. Israeli-Palestinian war that we're still yeah. dealing with today. The the, the conflict, that yeah, the, the never-ending conflict. Yes. conflict. He was the first president to recognize, give, recognize him as a state. Probably not region or geographically the area. Right. It, it's obviously expanded a lot. But Jerusalem his and all friend, that. Oh, yeah, and that's a whole, and we, we'll be touching on that. Yeah. That's an interesting subject. Yeah. Is that conflict over there in the land, the Holy yeah, Land as the well? The Holy Land, yeah. And yeah. you have to realize that's not that far from Af- from Egypt. I, I do know. I do know. I you know I have my views and perspectives on how Egypt is woven into world history. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's if you go to actually Kemet. If you go mm-hmm. to Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. There's a city in Egypt called Memphis. Yeah. And it's right off the Mississippi River, and there's a pyramid. In, in Memphis. In Memphis. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's a pharaoh. Pyramids. There's several, Ramses. Yeah. There's a there's a pyramid in Las Vegas. You know, um, so. You're to, yeah, familiar with uh, Nat Turner's story, right? Oh, yeah. Of course. Salute so, to Nat Turner. Yeah. So Nat Turner, in 1831, he led a, a slave revolt mm-hmm. in Southampton County, Virginia. Virginia. But, man you know, he knew skin. how to read the Bible. He, he was a preacher. Read. He was yeah. he was their preacher. And he interpreted the Bible as if we were the Israelites and we were the Israelites as slaves here in America and America was Egypt. Yeah. So he was one of the original Hebrew black Israelites. Hebrew Israelites, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, Nat Turner's again a, a hero, legendary hero in my book. In my, and because in my of him, they made it illegal to teach black slave or free how to read in Missouri. Yeah, but he was. If you seen the movie, like I've seen the movie, yeah. I read plenty of books. He he's like, and they and the way they demoralized him after, you know, yeah. it was just horrific. I have a you book, uh, the Confessions of Nat Turner. There was also another slave revolt, uh, Denmark Vesey. Mm-hmm. He led one in South Carolina, and so did Gabriel Prosser. Tucson, the Overture, led the Haitian Slave Revolt. We were talking about that earlier. Have you but, seen, I was going to ask you, have you seen Tariq Nasheed's movie, uh, 1804? It's a history of the Haitian Revolution. The is Haitian that on Revolution. YouTube? No, it's, um, you got to, <clears throat> excuse me, buy it directly, I believe, from his website. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, but, you know, he he did all the... Um, 
research and yeah yeah and it, and it, it gives you know a really good description of right it goes into a lot it goes into voodoo the uh stigma on voodoo because these are like historical african traditions i have a facebook friend and she said she practices that yeah i mean it was it, it's been looked yeah. down upon and like stigmatized in obviously westernized culture because of other religions but right. you know voodoo was a, a a normal natural african practice you know what i'm saying but he Tariq Nasheed does a great job you know I don't, I don't like some of the things that he gets into he back and forth with uh umar johnson and back and forth with a lot of other people but i feel like you know as far as hitting colors i think that brought a lot of black people into well he uses more knowledge of themselves umar johnson they've collaborated on hidden colors yeah, but they not cool now. They ain't collaborating on shit right now. They they beefing like a mug. He called him the prince of everybody. Some moist. He called him some shit. I seen it, it was like, man, come on, dog. Why we? But but he's know. a great speaker though. He is. They both are. I, and ain't you know I I I uh I I don't. I don't subscribe to a lot of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It's all about divide and conquer. But see. Those brothers are brothers. They are. They let ego get in the way. Ego is, again, we yeah. talked about it the last episode. Ego can consistently become an issue yeah. for us because we Especially don't Especially do... in the black community. Yeah. We, see, we're coming from an African society of community, but here in America, it's westernized. Right. And it's individualistic. Yeah, and yeah. And so it's every man for himself, dog eat dog. But every other culture, they master it. So Hispanics, they come together and they live with each other. They oh, yeah. come up together. Yeah. We back here at the podcast. The wow. Cigar Talk cigar podcast. Talk Not just any fucking podcast. podcast. The but it's the Cigar podcast. Talk It's the podcast, podcast, but it's the Cigar Talk podcast. Which is go. the podcast, though. We yeah, are man. the... It I'm is still looking at this. Um, the old, I mean, to me... Well, I got a good friend. We're going to have to get him on the show. Gary Jenkins. And he does a, a podcast called Gangland Wire. Gary yeah. knows a lot about everything. He was a detective here. You know, when they were making the movie Casino, when they were making the movie Casino, they were inspired by Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And at the time, they were actually had wiretapped the River Market area. They were trying to find out what was going on because these buildings were being blown up, set on fire. Yep. Uh, David Bonadonna, he was, there was found a, there was in a beef. truck. It was a family beef. Well, right? yeah, it was over, it was over business and opportunity at in the, the river market. River market because yeah. there were a group of people that wanted to come down to the river market and bring a certain element there. Yeah. That of strip joints, go-go dancers, go-go right. dancers. They wanted to turn joint. up. But see, like they wanted to turn they wanted up. They wanted to bring Twelfth Street to the river market. And so there were, 12th Street at that time was very, 50 very, clubs was like. It was very, 12th Street was like seedy and grimy and it was just like a bunch of strip joints, gambling houses, all up and down 12th Street. And so when the Marriott came, all that stuff had to go someplace else. And so they started looking at the River Market. Mm. But the mm-hmm. River Market was more of an art. Now where was the Marriott? Place. Where was Where was the Marriott at this time? The where Marriott came here. Okay. So it's a national chain, you know, right. hotels. Well, I'm saying, but what when they started to build and develop what was the hotel, there before? Where, was, where, where it is now? Yeah. Okay, I got you. Yeah, so 12th Street. So, yeah. Well, so, that, that whole area. Yeah, okay. That was where all the shit was popping. Well, all the okay. street, strip joints okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. Everything. Payday loan companies. All Payday that. loans are still, man, Woo. 100 years old. That's the whole thing. 
they wanted to relocate because right. of the Barney Allen's Plaza. They had to. The Marriott, the Barney Allen's Plaza, all that stuff was, they were cleaning that up. So they targeted the city market area. Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was an artsy area where, like, an artist for $50 a month, he could have, like, his own studio. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of artists, restaurants, good, clean living, very cultural uh, place. Yeah. And so, but with these strip joints coming down, you know, that's going to bring a total different It's a different type vibe. Of person. Different energy. Yeah, a different energy, exactly. Yeah. And so... There were people that, you know, fought against that. Yeah, but I see that. But the people that they were fighting against were people that were willing to go to the extreme. Yeah, and it was some extreme shit happening. And they so, were blowing buildings up. Yeah, so that people ended up being found in trucks of cars, mm-hmm. and, you know, out at the airport, and then people going into protective custody. Yeah. And so everybody's trying to find out what's going on. Yep. In the process, they lay wires, and back then, you know, laying wires was more of a, uh, you had to go, kind of go through some things, mm-hmm. you know. And so, Gary, he talks about how they actually are able to lay a wire. No so shit. Somebody can lay a wire in here, you know, and what, I hope what they the would fuck do. Not. No, but what the, oh, I'm just saying. Where, Don't you they come can down just, here trying to lay no fucking <laughs> wires in this motherfucker. But the thing is, what they do <laughs> is they, they follow the owner home. Mm. That's why I live, I live my life in a rearview mirror. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. You know, I try, I'm trying to teach my son driving and shit now. You know what right. I'm saying? I'm like, you know, I got a lot of experience, so don't try to do the shit that I do. You just focus right. on the rules and what they say in that fucking 93. catalog. But no, nah, man, I, you know, that's a natural thing. Back streets and uh, fucking looking in the rear view. That's how yeah. I move. That's how I roll. Yeah. And I ain't even doing shit illegal, but I'm just saying, like, well, you know, anyway. as a black man in America, you have to be aware Hell yeah. of where you Hell are. Hell fucking yeah. Like, some people will never know that experience of just driving while black. Yeah. You know, unfortunately. And in so. Kansas City. Yeah. I mean, in yeah. the middle of America. Wherever. Wherever you are. You know. So, listen, we're going to um, we're gonna have to get up out of here. But we do want to thank you again for, you know, diving Another in with episode. us. Another episode. Lending yeah. us your ear. Lending us your ear. And uh, again, I had the uh, my father, uh, Lafleur, and Tillis paired that up with a nice Kentucky bourbon. <laughs> yes, yeah. So you know, I decided today to pair up the uh, Lafleur, Deli, and Tillis Nicaraguan from my father, and I did that with the uh, Basil Hayden's. It's it's a just a regular Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, and uh, it's very delicious with this. Yeah, that was uh, able to. I'm going to taste it. It tastes yeah. pretty good. Not bad. Not bad at all. Not yeah. bad at all. Not bad at all. George Washington was four when they started distilling this. So, 1796 is the, wow. uh, yeah, that's the, the time frame in which they started the process. Again, it's it's comparable Washington, to the, the Wrigley's yeah, from Washington, Kansas City. He, he had a distillery uh-huh. on his land, and uh, he had a runaway slave that he could never catch a young woman mm. so next episode next week <laughs> we should get I have more that. information we'll be able to kind of yeah dive into that i wonder why he wanted to catch her so bad well you know that was his property <laughs> yeah amongst yeah amongst yeah, other so. i'm sure desires of why he wanted to bring her back so bad but you know we've got a lot of examples of presidents during that time that had their uh their likings, their, and their yeah, taste their and, taste, and, and a lot of them had to do with our and, queens, unfortunately. But 
that was part of it. But and you know, now, so that's why you know you always took the status of your mother. Your mother was a slave. You were a slave. Yep. Yep. You couldn't take the status of your father because he could have been your slave master. And they cannot have that out. And that was the case of Frederick Douglass. He never really knew who his father was, but his father, if you read his narrative, was a slave master. Mm. And his granddaughter lived here in Kansas City. Her no name shit. was Frederica, Frederica Sprague or Sprague, but she married a John E. Perry. And uh, changed her name to Frederica Perry. Wow, I and, never knew that. Yeah, but his granddaughter, Kansas Perry, City, Kansas, and she taught at Lincoln High School. That is some crazy. And J.E. Perry started Wheatley Provident Hospital, which was the first hospital for blacks here in Kansas City, Missouri. Off of Brooklyn? No, it's off of Forest. Forest, okay. And that building's still standing. Okay. It said 1826 Forest. Wow, yeah. that old like it sits off in a. Uh huh. Okay. It used to be. It says Asylum. Yeah. Yeah, but that was Wheatley Provident Hospital. Wow. That's where Benny Bolton died. Wow. Count Basie was treated there. A lot of our people were. That was the only hospital. It was the hospital. That's where you went. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy, man. Because you couldn't go to uh, the other hospitals. Right. Like St. Joseph Hospital. That's where I was born. I was born at Research. Oh, I made it. I survived research. I'm going to get a t-shirt that say I survived. You sure should. I survived research hospital. It used to be a dope hospital, but kind of fell off, I think. I don't know. Yeah, my friend passed away there. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, from a broken ankle. What? It's a blood clot, yeah. Fuck. It's fucked up. I want to get these t-shirts that say I survived Westport High School and research hospital. I'm, I'm going to start wearing that, you know, wearing Can't that shit when we do this podcast. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, so listen, I'm uh, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna have to leave it here, East. Uh, okay. I mean, which you know, we got um a lot that we covered, I think, but you know, we're very excited about what's coming ahead. Yeah, cigar so talk looking at the uh, podcast. Yeah, the Rockets in uh, Golden State's on right now. We got some games going. I remember going. the Kansas City Kings. I do too. I do too. Like, I, well, I don't. Again, you know, right. I wasn't old enough, but I do. I like some of that throwback shit, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I feel you like get could, one for If you get throwback, one to get would be uh, Archibald. Archibald, yeah. Tiny Archibald. Tiny, Tiny Archibald. Archibald, Nate Archibald, who's a New York legend, played here in Kansas City for the Kings and would be down at the Boys and Girls Club on 43rd in Cleveland. Again, the and um the, the Thornberry the Boys and Girls Club to legendary. To lead the league in assist and scoring the same year. To he this day. Hoping. That's hoop. That's hooping. And he did it as a Kansas City King. That's dope, bro. That's legendary. And the Kansas City Kings shared uh, a city. The Kings were the Omaha Kings. We shared the Kings with the Omaha. I ain't sharing shit with Omaha right now, though. It's Kansas City or nothing. I no, no disrespect Omaha. to Omaha, Omaha's but cool. yeah. Hey, we out of here. Thanks again for joining us. The Cigar Talk Podcast. Who can do some Omaha? Who? When, uh, oh yeah, he said, I don't like Omaha. that shit. I don't like that shit. We hope you like this cigar talk podcast. <laughs> we see y'all later.